What's going on, Royals fans? This is your host, Jacob Milham, here from the Royals Rundown Podcast, and I am here to bring you the first ever Royals recap after opening day 2023, where unfortunately, the guys just could not get it done at Kauffman Stadium. The offense fell cold, and they were shut out 2-0 to zero by the visiting Minnesota Twins on opening day, no less. It was a very, very frustrating day for the offense, who ended up 0-5 for 5 with runners in scoring position. They only had two hits the whole game. They did draw five walks, which was a good silver lining, I guess. But man, it was, it was just a tough game for the bats and not how anyone really wants to start their season at all. And the game was pretty close for most of it. It was still scoreless in the fifth inning, and it felt like the Royals were really threatening. They had bases loaded with one out, but unfortunately, MJ Melendez grounded into a double play, and that ended that threat pretty quickly. But let's talk about some of the positives from Thursday's game. Royal starting pitcher Zach Greinke, he had an amazing game, in my opinion. He gave up two runs on six hits and five and one-thirds innings. He looked really, really strong to start out the season. I mean, he's a 39-year-old veteran, so it, no one would be surprised if Greinke came out a little flat, but came out four strikeouts, only walked one batter, and he was getting a lot of swing and misses. David Lesky noted that during, during the game that he was at a historic rate at least according to his standards for swings and misses against the twins batters. So that was great. And we will hear a little bit of Zach Greinke's reaction to his opening day start later on in the podcast. There was a big, big piece of news right before the game started. The Royals named catcher Salvador Perez as the team's fourth ever team captain. The first since Mike Sweeney in 2003, the the three previous captains were all there in the locker room to congratulate Salvador on the huge accomplishment, and he received a standing ovation from his teammates that lasted well over a minute, according to Ann Rogers. So that was that was a great way to to start off the game, start off the season, recognizing everything that Salvador Perez has done for this franchise and will continue to do as a leader on and off the field. Now let's talk about some of the standout individuals from opening day. I felt like Bobby Wood Jr. was a a very good leadoff hitter, if you will. He did draw two walks. Um, he did have a strikeout. And he didn't register any hits, but still, the man got on base, and that's what you want. And plus, he didn't look bad at shortstop. I wouldn't say there was a whole lot of difficult plays for Bobby Witt to have to make. But he still looks solid. He didn't look as as jittery and as, I guess, all over the place like he did at points during his rookie season. But in my opinion, the best position player for the Royals on Thursday was center fielder Kyle Isbell. He was making catches out in center field. Plus, he had a double that really started a Royals threat in the fifth inning. And he did draw a walk. And he was one of two Royals, one of the two Royals players, excuse me, who did not strike out at all on opening day. So that is a good sign if you ask me. Now for frustrating or disappointing guys in the batter's box, um, I have to start with designated hitter Framel Reyes. 
you know, heading into opening day, I think a lot of fans were expecting him to come off the bench. That's what the team was experimenting with later on in spring training, him being a pinch hitter of sorts. So it was a little surprising to see him in the starting lineup for today. He had three strikeouts, which is absolutely not what you what you want to see. And the one time that he got, you know, a ball in play, it was it was a ground ball that was really it, it just wasn't even close. I know it is his it is his first game in a Royals uniform and he was known for feast or famine, but just watching him today and how easily fooled he was at points by the slider is a little concerning. Hopefully some of those approach issues are remedied as the season goes along and maybe use just some opening day nerves from him. You know, it's a new club. He's got a new fan base to impress. So we will keep an eye on Fran Mill Rays, but definitely not a, not a great game to start off with in Kansas city. I will say Vinny Pascantino was a little bit of a disappointment. He didn't notch a hit today, but just at points, he, he looked a little unsettled. And I know that fans have seen that during spring training and they saw that definitely during the world baseball classic. So that is a little concerning. He did look good out in the field though. I will say that some of those defensive plays weren't as easy today, just simply because of the wind everywhere and you know you're seeing michael massey go almost into the center of right field with how far he has to track these balls and it did make for some close calls out in the field i will say my heart skipped a little bit when hunter dozier and bobby wood jr were both going for a ball at the same time and dozier kind of rolled into bobby's legs i was worried oh my gosh that's that's really what we need to start off the season as a rolled ankle or some sort of knee injury but thankfully the royals did leave today's game unscathed i will say that daniel lynch and drew waters were added to the injured list ahead of the game so we do have some official designators on those two now before we move on to some of the post-game press availability Please do note the Royals, they don't play on Friday. They have an off day, but they are sticking at Kauffman Stadium on Saturday where they will face the Twins at 310 Kauffman Standard Time. Jordan Lyles will make his Royals debut, and Sonny Gray, the former New York Yankee, is going to get the start for the Minnesota Twins. Now, coming up, we will hear from manager Mac Matrero, who made his Kansas City Royals managerial debut today plus we will hear from zach granke and salvador perez themselves following some pretty amazing career milestones for both of them but right now we are going to take a quick ad break please stay tuned and we are back here on the royals rundown podcast first we're going to hear from zach granke who unfortunately earned the royals first pitching loss of the 2023 season uh, that was all right um Weird weather conditions, and then first game, but made a lot of good pitches. They they put some pretty good at bats, got a jam or two, and uh, overall just like a solid mix of everything happening. Was it wind when you talked? Was that what was so weird about the weather? Uh, yeah, it was wind, but then I couldn't really figure out which way the wind was blowing, and then uh, that, that was kind of it. 
Zach, um, with Sally being named captain before the game, I just wondered what you thought about that and uh, what that meeting was like. No, it was great. I was one of the, I mean, there's like... I mean, there's a lot of things you'll remember when you're done playing, but I thought that was like special enough that I think I'll remember that 20 years from now. It was, it was a really neat uh, thing that happened. For the beginning of the season, you felt pretty strong out there? Yeah, I felt good. Um, maybe just uh, one too many curves, the last batter, and then uh, Buxton hit a ball solid, but... Uh, just kind of in the right spot a little bit or else it could have been a single or or an out and just in the right spot so turning a triple with how fast he was and uh, tough situation guy getting a leadoff triple all right now we will hear from salvador perez who is you know other than granky he's really the veteran guy on this young royals team and we'll hear more about how much it meant for him to be named the first Kansas City Royals captain since 2003. It's an honor. It's an honor to be a captain on, on Kansas City Royal. Uh, it's a special for me. It's a special day. I know we lose, but it's a special day, you know. What I said in the middle was when we talk about histories, you know, George Brett, Sweeney, and Frank White. You know, the way they, they play the game, the way they teach us how to play the game, how to have passion for the game. You know, it's, it's something that I want to follow, you know. I'm, I'm going to try to be one of these guys one day. said that um, they told you or asked you in, in Texas, what, what was that conversation like? Were you surprised? Yeah, Skip and JJ, you know, bring me to his, his Skip office in Texas. And they asked me if they want me to, you know, if we think you should be the captain of the team. And, and you agree with that? And I said, yes. Did any of your teammates say anything to you today about it? Yeah, they're all super excited. They all treat me like a captain before, but not different because they got, they, they, they see the seat. So not kind of different. What was it like being around those legends? It's amazing, you know. Frank White, a lot of good glow. George Bray, Hall of Fame. You know, my swimming Kansas City Hall of Fame, so... It's amazing. I, I think every player in my in my league, at least we have the opportunity to try to make it to the Hall of Fame. If you don't think that way, I don't think you should be in this game. So that's the way that I look at it. George and, and Frank gave the jersey to Sweeney when he was named captain, and Sweeney was able to get it to you. Um, that kind of passing of the torch, what did you, what did you make of that? How, how special was that's super special, you know, especially coming from my swing. Uh, I know her for a long time, you know. She teaches me a lot of things uh, on the field and outside the field, too. So it was, it was a special moment for me. And last but certainly not least, let's hear from manager Matt Quattrero. Well, it was really emotional to be in there and see guys that, you know, have been huge parts of Royals history with George and, and Frank White, Mike Sweeney and those guys and just what it meant to them to be able to present that to Salvi. Um, and then to see guys that haven't been here very long and tearing up and, you know, it's just it's just really cool to know what he means to guys and what he means to this city and the organization. Um, what was he, what was his well, we told him, well, we asked him and said if he would be interested in it the other day when we were in Texas, he was like you would expect, like a little kid, like he like he does with a lot of the things that he reacts to. And it's it was really cool. He's like, of course, you know, and, and in there, you know, he's been 
thinking about it for a couple of days, what he wanted to say, and it was very thoughtful and brief. And um, you know, it, 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 I think he got a little choked up too. And, uh, just with the game first, what did you think of Granky? I thought he was great. I mean, if we could have ordered five plus and one run from him on opening day, we would all sign up for that any day of the week. And, you know, 20 something pitches in the first and then to, to be really efficient from then on out was, was tremendous. Not a lot of opportunities, but then when you did some missed opportunities. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what the game boiled down to. They had an opportunity and they, they capitalized. We had one and we didn't. And it's pretty, pretty much that simple. At, um, do, do you talk to the team after the game or after a game like this? Or, or No. No. And the one opportunity you were talking about, can, did you figure out what went on with MJ? It looked like he stopped running. Was it to get out of the way? And, 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 yeah. I don't know if you picked it back up either. Yeah, he, he said that he as he was approaching Gallo, he either had to really swing out around him, and he thought his initial reaction was make him throw the ball over me. But then Gallo went to the side of him and threw it. And then by the time MJ tried to pick it back up, you know, that throw was so close to the plate that he he couldn't get back to first in that time. The, uh, the, the move when Gallo was at the plate by having MJ come in, is, is that going to be on a case-by-case -case thing, or do you think you do that more? more yeah, no, the, the batter, the pitcher, they all have to they have to reach a certain threshold for where they hit the ball, their their batted ball profile, the pitchers, you know, the type of pitcher he is, the type of runner the batter is. So all those things have to coincide for us to do that. Have you ever seen a when you got an E nine on that play? I don't think I've seen that in a game before. Have you seen that? Well, in the past it would have just been an E four because that's where the second baseman would have been. So it was the first time we've, we've seen you manage a bullpen. Just wondering if you could kind of take us through the, the strategy there. Um, obviously, the most important decision is mid-inning. Um, so just the decision with, with Garen, just how you line the guys up there. Yeah, I mean, they we kind of figured they would hit for one, if not both of those guys. Um, Amir's pretty neutral as far as being able to get righties and lefties. Um, so I felt pretty good about that. You know, guys coming off the bench, um, you know, tend to play down a little bit. And you know, I have confidence in Amir. He came in, he didn't throw as many strikes as he would have wanted to and, you know, didn't work out for us. But still, he got out of that inning, you know, out of that inning with one run and we're, we're squarely in the ball game. Q, maybe not the result you wanted, but now you got your first taste of Kaufman under your belt. How did it feel to, you know, hear the sold out crowd here tonight? Yeah, it was cool. That was, I mean, it's very, uh, Still a little bit, you know, it was surreal. You look out there and, um, you know, took some time to look around and just see how, how big the crowd was and how much they were into it and the excitement. So it was fun to watch. When MJ's 3-0 in the fifth with the bases loaded, does he get green light? or No. Mm-mm. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. And please, again, go check out RoyalsReview.com for some of the best Kansas City Royals news, analysis, and updates down to the minute and please check out royals review on twitter and on facebook for more of the team's great work again the royals will be playing on saturday at 3 10 coffin standard time jordan lyles gets the start against the minnesota twins we'll see you then and until next time go royals <laughs>